Welcome to the Creative Genius Captivated podcast. My name is Yiqing Zhao, a miserable medical student turned award-winning actor, filmmaker, and creativity coach. While my name literally means artistic youth in Chinese, it took me almost a decade to find my calling and path. I help multi-hyphenates overcome burnout, unleash their creativity, and become unstoppable using mindset and customized strategies. Let's dive in. Hi everyone! Welcome to the Creative Genius Captivated podcast. This is Yiqing, and today, guess who I invited? I've invited my coach, actress, CEO of Actors Fast Track, Valerie Hubbard. Yay! Hi, Yay. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad to have you on the show. I'm so happy to be here <laughs> because you like before I started the podcast, I was I, I I was talking to you, and we figured out this name together, and we figured out the intro together. <laughs> I know everything. You are just amazing. I mean, you're wow. a you're a classic creative, and you understand the journey of a creative, and you also understand how to. Well, I don't know if I want to use the word "rein it in," but like set up structures for yourself so you get a lot accomplished within your creativity. So that's really exciting, and um, you're a blast to coach. So. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And you know, for those of you who who don't know how I got to work with Valerie, I think that was back in 2018ish. You did a workshop um, with Actors Launchpad. Unfortunately, they're closed now. Mm-hmm. But I did. I had a, I had some really good memories with them, like their improv class and workshops and stuff. And I showed up for a workshop of yours. Guess what? I remembered. I always remember these tiny little details. You were holding like a Dunkin' Donut iced coffee or something. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Well, that, yeah. I thought you were going to say something like, you know, epic. And you go, you were holding a Dunkin's ice. <laughs> you, you, were ho- you were holding like a gigantic Dunkin' Donut iced coffee and it was half finished and you were wearing this floral dress and talking about the 10 mistakes actors m- make. And I was like, I was listening and I was looking at the Dunkin' Donut coffee and I was thinking, gosh, I want a coffee at this time of the day too, you know? And then we hopped on a call. I, I That was a phone call. That was not even a Zoom call. And I think you said something to me that got me back to you three years later. You said you are someone who thinks outside the box. Outside the box. Oh, you totally are. <laughs> but see, that's the thing is that you just got it right away. Awesome. You know? And I appreciate that because I I am such a rebel. I refuse to be put in a box. So if you on that call telling me, okay, you have to start with the co-star and then the guest star, I'm like, no, I'm done talking to you. Nope, never again. <laughs> you know. Right. No. Uh, and it's so funny because I I am too. I mean, my last book that I, I've written three books, my last one was called Rule Breakers, Changing the Way Actors Do Business. So I've always been a rebel as well. So uh, always. So, you know, I like attracts like. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So why don't we get started with your, I know you have a favorite childhood story and I can never get enough of it. So share your childhood acting story and how that got you into that's oh, the beginning you, of me, you want me to tell you a rule breaking story um because uh, i have a bunch of stories but like let me I just know. say let me just tell this one because i think this is really important you know in acting school they tell you if you want to get an acting career you get an agent mm-hmm. and i came from a family of entrepreneurs so that really never made sense to me and then later on i really got it but like you know, if an actor is paying for their entire business, right? And then, but they have to find an agent to sell them. That's what they think. 
Right. That makes no sense because the agent isn't paying for your business. The agent is a commission-based job, Mm -hmm. right? So, but I did what they told me to do in acting school. I went to a great acting school. I got an agent. I went to New York and every time I went to him and I asked him, you know, can you get me an audition for this? Or can you get me an audition for that? He'd be like, you don't have the name or just sit there and let me do my job or blah, 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 blah. So finally they were doing a production of the crucible. It was going to be a big deal. Arthur Miller was involved. I mean, it was like gigantic deal. It was at the roundabout. And I, um, I went to my agent. I said, listen, I am Mercy Lewis. That's my part. Can you get me an audition? Again, he said, you don't have the name. So I was so focused on getting the play that that was the first really opportunity that I ever took to break the rules. So I took my headshot. I went to the casting office. I asked for an audition. I got the audition and I booked it. And that was like really the first light bulb for me because I thought, oh my God, you know, The thing is, like, what I've learned now is the agent is an advocate or not a salesperson. And so, you know, if you want something, you go get it and then you get your agent to advocate for you to get that thing. But that seemed really bass backwards to everything they were telling me in acting school. And so that was my first break the rules renegade thing that I did. And I did many more after that. Of course. And I'm glad you said that because last night I was in a workshop with a Humanitas Prize and they were teaching actors, uh, not actors, writers and directors how to get repped. And it's the same thing. You know, a bunch of um, agents and managers, they're there and they say, just you got to remember, we don't give you jobs. You got to remember that and you have to create your first jobs for us to sign you, for us to notice you, for us to come after you. Exactly. But they don't tell actors that. I mean, or actors don't hear it because actors will get right out of acting school and start looking for an agent. And then they'll, you know, I remember talking to this girl that had gone to Rutgers and Rutgers in New Jersey is one of the best acting schools in the country. Right. And it'd been 10 years. And I, and I asked her like, what happened? Right. And she started down the road of going, well, I was with this agent and the agent left the agency and la, la. I mean, she went on for 10 minutes, like it was the agent story. And I was like, oh, mm. I know what happened. Right. It's like, you're waiting. It's like, you know, deciding you're going to open a restaurant and then you're not going to open it until you find a manager for your restaurant. Uh, when you first open your restaurant, you don't have any customers. You're going to be like waiting tables, washing dishes, you know, doing the marketing, doing like everything. Yeah. And then you find someone to do those things for you. I mean, you get a couple of waiters and then you get a manager and, you know, you get all those people that do things for you. But, and you want to think like that when you're building your business of acting, you want to think like a business because most actors don't, don't, they might say, oh yeah, I I know it's a show business, but they don't really know what that means. And that was what was exciting about working with you because you did understand what that meant. And you wanted to have another, you had another business besides your acting business and your filmmaking business. And you have like a ton of businesses, but like. They, you know, they are, they really go hand in hand. It's yeah. a lot to juggle with, but they, it's, you know, and I think, and I, I still sometimes people say, oh, you know, there are so many screenwriters out there who are just writing, or there are so many directors out there who are just directing. And you, if you want to do all of them, but then I said, okay, I, I'm not like doing all the things at once. Yes, I have all these things in my, you know, like I can do all these things, but I only dedicate to one or two projects most at a time. Yeah. Whenever I get like overwhelmed or I think I can't do it, I just go look at Reese Witherspoon. I know. I mean, and I know she has a lot. uh, Yeah. But, you know, I mean, she's got like 20 films. She's got a book club that she turns those into films that are in the production company. She acts and stuff like, you know, and she has a family and I know she has a, a, a huge team. Like I get that. But like all of those things take her leadership and her brain power. So it's really about scheduling. And I know Reese Witherspoon, I mean, I don't know where I wish I did, but 
she's super organized. I mean, she used the home edit, you know, she's like an organized person, you can tell. And so, you know, and so that helps her because through structure comes freedom. I mean, you yeah. know, we know that as actors, like, you know, there's rules in improv, there's iambic pentameter in Shakespeare, there's beats in regular, you know, Stanislavski style acting. And so through structure comes freedom. And that's the same in business. Through structure comes freedom. And I think that's one of my biggest takeaways this year is that now I have my podcast every Monday. I schedule it by Friday or Saturday-ish, you know, and then so I don't have to worry about, you know, because Monday is usually just very hectic, right? And then I don't have to worry about it anymore because it just goes out automatically into the universe and people start listening to it on Monday. And then every Thursday I have a newsletter. And I just put that sometimes I schedule it in advance. Sometimes I just do it on Thursday and then it's out and I don't have to worry about a thing. Yeah. I mean, you schedule it and calendar it. Like I had this conversation with one of my coaches this week and I wasn't doing something and I go, oh, duh, because it's not on my calendar. Oh, exactly. And, and, you know, even me, like someone that, you know, if you want things to get done, you got to put them on a calendar. Like for me, that's my knowing Mm -hmm. the things that you use that work for you. Like I am someone that always has hired, like I worked out with my trainer this morning. I go to class on the other days. I don't work out with my trainer because like, if I was meant to my own, ju- you know, devices to go to the gym on my own and do all the things you're supposed to do. If someone tells me what to do, then I do it. So I know that's like what I answer to. I know, you know, knowing like where you trick yourself is really important. So. And that reminds me now I even have this like half hour time block for walking Lucy. Cause otherwise, if you don't schedule that, that runs into your next appointment and you leave a dog who needs to pee here waiting and whining. That's just the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know it's so important to, to, to schedule, uh, you know, vacations and workout times and lunches and meals and things that take care of you. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really, really important to do that as well. So awesome. yeah, and I, I have learned to on my work calendar to block block out the morning hours, and I call that create space. I marked it out in all capitals letters, and those are for my creativity and reflecting and reading. And I only rarely open it up for very important people, but that's what I do. People don't have access to that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's interesting because like the name of this is. Um, that how you can change your game as an actor. Right. And I was thinking like, like all these things we're talking about, like structures and systems, that's part of playing the game. Like my, I always feel like actors have some sort of game going on. It's probably something to do with their waiter job or whatever job they're doing right now. Uh, it might be like taking care of an, a, you know, an, a parent or a child or a mom. It could be like a lot of things. And then you have this like dusty little game on your shelf because we all have like a copy of like some game, like trivial pursuit that we are like, oh, one day I'll meet or Monopoly or something more. And it, like, I think of that as the actor game, like your actor business. And it's like, mm-hmm. occasionally you get it out and you blow the dust off and you play a few rounds, but then you put it back on your shelf. And what is really important to me, you know, for an actor to be successful, they have to take the game off the shelf, leave it off and schedule it, you know, and you don't have, it doesn't have to be nine to five, you know, Monday through Friday, but like a certain amount of time every day that you're going to play that game. If you want to win the game, you got to play the game. And you're going to keep playing the game. And yeah. it's not it's not just, a, you know, one time or two time or it's a consistent um, effort. And you got to find you got to make it fun because if it's not yeah. fun, you're not going to be able to stick with it. No, no. Yeah. And that, but that's the thing. Like most actors think they know what the game is, but they don't know what the game is. So mm-hmm. first of all, like my job is to introduce the game and yeah. get them playing it and make them have fun in it. Because I used to be of the, of the belief that um, 
you know, oh, some people have fun at this and some people don't. But the truth is you have a choice about how you pursue something. And, and the thing, the one thing that I always say, like at Actors Fast Track is that, you know, hey, it's not, um, you know, we meet the actor wherever they are and we don't tell you what not to do. We, we support what your choice is and make sure it's, you're doing it to the best of your ability. Right. So, um, but you know, the, it starts with explaining to an actor really what business is. And, and, and so they are clear about that Mm -hmm. and they clear because most actors do things that are inconsequential. So it's not going to get them what they want. They think that doing this thing is going to get them what they want. Whereas they, if they were doing something completely different, that's what they need to be doing. And so that's it. Um, so like, uh, you know, we do this three-day event, October 7th, 8th, and 9th, right? It's our game changer event. And it's where uh, we actually teach that because uh, there's a system to it. Like everything has a system. Mm-hmm. I, it's just that I think that, you know, as actors, especially we're the most gaslit profession in the world. We've been told that it's all about luck, you know, um, only if you make it, you don't have any control. Those are all the things we've been told. And I actually have realized in the last 10 years of this business that that's actually just untrue. It's just not true. I think the reason has the reason of that. And I see that a lot in my fellow actors, too, is because of the nature of our job is we audition and we get chosen. Yes, we get picked. Picked. And I think. Right. And that's just the nature of being an actor is well, unless you get to like the A-list and you stop auditioning, you get jobs from relationship, which is the ideal situation anyway. But but until you get there, that's how you book jobs is you audition and you get picked. And I think think it's important to use the word picked and not chosen because chosen means a little bit that. Oh, personal. I choose her, not you. That's and that's personal. not what's happening. Yeah. They're going, they're going that, 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 that. yes, right? So they're mm-hmm. they're going through the aisle and they're looking until they find the thing that they're looking for. And so they're not thinking about the ones that they skipped over. They're just looking for the right one. And that's picked. That's, that's the picked. first thing. But also just like in horse racing, um, yes, it's like whoever runs the fast, but there's things that you can do mm-hmm. to be the one that's picked. Right. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that you're not necessarily doing as an actor that could get you if you were doing them, you would get picked. And one of the things that I tell my clients a lot is like just that little extra effort. What, you know, like an ex- a prime example of that was I did the first episode of Glee and I had this line in there that said, and this is before it aired. It was the one right after the pilot. And and there was a line that everything else is a la carte. Right. Well, then I read on the top of the pilot that it took place in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Well, in Ohio, they don't say a la carte. They say a la carte, right? Ah. And so at the audition, which I almost missed because I went back to the casting office and it was at Paramount, was where the callback was. And I go running in, like I drove like a maniac on the 101. I go running in and they're like, okay, you go in your last person. I didn't even have time to barely put my bags down. And I went in. So I was like, like, and then, but it was a room full of people. So I didn't have time to freak out. Right. And, and I came to that line and I go, everything else is a la carte. And Ryan Murphy went, ha, like that. And I was like, oh, I just booked that. And it was just that little extra effort that you take. And so like even um, one of my clients sent a pitch video today. And by the way, we do a whole challenge starting September 26th where we teach you how to pitch. Um, And so my client built this pitch video, right? And he had all this blank wall behind him. I'm like, oh my God, let's take, because it was so good because he's been directed by George Clooney. He just did a movie with Christina Ricci. He has major credits, right? And he had this blank wall behind him. I'm like, go get someone to like put the logos in there and wording. And if you just do that little extra effort, then people will notice you. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, like 
I think that that's part of being, that's part of the thing of being picked more often. And the more you get picked, it's always the hardest is to get picked the first time. And yeah. the second time's a little easier. And then more and more and more, because then you start to go into auditions and people think they know you. Yeah. Like James Dumont, you know, just did like a probably $10,000 one day guest star on FBI. He didn't have any lines. They wanted a famous guy that everyone recognized standing next to the young hunky guy that had gotten the guest star role, but he got paid $10,000 to stand there and be flown probably first class to New York city and shoot that because he's a recognizable face. Yeah. Right. So that is doable. Like it's not impossible. I think we're told, Oh, I'm never going to get that. So I might as well not try hard or, you know, yeah, I think, you know what, you, you when you said structure creates freedom, I just wanted to add on commitment creates freedom too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the extra mile when you're really committed and you just decide this is the one thing that I'm going to get get down today or this is just, it's easier for you to go the extra mile. You're more focused. You know, you're not like dipping your toes in the water and then boom, that's it. Yeah, it, it's, um, you know, this is just me being like really transparent. A lot of the stuff I taught, I did all of that, but it wasn't hard for me to do it. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I get clients that pay me a lot of money and I'll tell them to do stuff over and over again and they don't do it. You know, like we've all joined gyms and not gone, right? But like the thing is like I was never that person. Like I was that person that I was like I'm going to get that play, right? That's what made me break the rules. Like I want that play. Like the thing and so I think it's really important to really know what it is you dream of. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what is the dream? Like when you see yourself on the red carpet or a can or, you know, in a film that changes people's lives or a TV show that changes people's lives or a Broadway show like Hamilton that changes people's lives, like whatever it is that you see yourself doing, like see it and like make a vision board and write it down and put it out there because it makes it so much easier when you know, oh, yeah, oh, my God, I have to do a TikTok every day, a TikTok video every day. But shit, I will be a millionaire after I do that. And then you go, you see the million dollars and you go, that's it. And then you do it. You do it. You know, and, and I just wanted to share my, I have a bucket list of the roles that I want to play as an actor. Mm-hmm. I have other dreams, but these three things I've been contemplating on a while and they start to happen. The three, the three things on my bucket list to play a lesbian because I'm not one and I get to play one to experience that. And it happened in my short film that I made it this year and I'm making it into a feature. So it's happening, right? The second one is to play a psychopath or some some sort of like evil character. And guess what? I just got an audition from from my manager of a very similar character for co-star, like yesterday. So this, you know, so this is showing up. And the third one is to do a musical movie. I did musicals in theater, but I want to do a musical movie. This has not happened yet, but it is going to happen. And I don't care when it is going to happen. I think that's fantastic to have um, roles that you want to play and see yourself playing those roles. I think that is just a really good way to look at it. Bravo on that. I love that. I, I, you know, it's so funny because like, I, you know, I, I think of like playing my Walkman, this is aging myself now, like my Walkman listening to music and hearing that song. And it was the opening of my film. And I'm like, playing this sort of down and out homeless woman whose life's not amounted to anything. And something huge happens to me. Like, I don't know what it is, but I see myself coming out of the stairs. And, and it's so funny to me when I ask actors, like, what is that dream? And they look at me like I have two heads and I'm like, come on, you cannot call yourself actor. If you have not had the dream of you playing that character where, 
you know, I used to like act out musicals. I used to play out al- like my parents had the old stereo, you know, the 60s and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'd play the record, the album, and I'd play like old musicals and I'd, I'd act out the whole musical. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ Superstar. I was like, I was Judas. Yeah. You know, I I, I went to see um, a funny girl last Saturday. On yeah. Broadway. Oh, it's oh, so did? good. Yeah, I did. It's so good. And I'm like. Well, I know it's based on it's based on, you know, Fanny Bryce and, you know, Fanny Bryce is the white was a white woman. But I'm like, OK, I can be the, the Chinese version of Funny Girl. Honestly, I can. Oh, you totally can. And when you were talking about you can be a, a villain, I was like, I was thinking of that movie. And I don't remember. I think I told you about it when we first started working together. It's called The Mother. That's and... Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. No, no, like a... no, 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 no. It's an, it's a. I want to say it's a Korean film and it's, oh. uh, and it's, it's, a uh, it's about this mother who's an alcoholic Oh, and, um, and it's, it's about her journey with her kids and she's just a mess. I mean, she's like a completely, um, and, and she's evil in a way because she loves her drink more than she loves her children, you know, oh. and, and getting stuff. And so it's a really great acting job. You know, it's called The Mother. I watched it on a plane. You know, I fly mm-hmm. a lot. So I watch yeah. a lot of movies on planes. So like, I never remember because I'll watch three movies in a row or something. Oh, yeah. That's that's I never sleep on planes. I just I always watch. Movies. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, but that's where I see all my movies, you know, like exactly movies that I don't go see. Like, you know, I go see some stuff. But um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So um, tell us about the event and, you know. Oh, it's very me. exciting. So it's yeah. days, October 7th, 8th and 9th. It'll be uh, approximately like 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern time because we have people joining us. It's virtual and it's uh, but it's all day, all three days. And we have um, so we teach our system, which is like branding. And then who are your customers, writers, directors, executive producers, directors, you know, casting directors. We, we talk about them and then we bring those people actually on into the event on panels that you get to ask questions. And I mean, one of my clients, that's how she met Tom Keegan, the number one video game director in the world at my event. And then she followed up, kept following up. And then last year she called me and he cast her in a video game. And he's like the Star Wars video game director. He's like number one video game director in the world. So we have those kind of people on our panels to talk to them. We have an award ceremony. We teach all this stuff. And then you get to pitch yourself to the customers that we bring into the room. So last year we had up and coming filmmakers and producers. We also have a producer's lunch so you can buy like the VIP experience and come and join us for a producer's lunch on Sunday. And we send everyone an Uber card. So it's like, it's a really big event. Um, and you know, the last, uh, I guess, uh, we've been doing it, this is our eighth year. And then we've been doing it the last three years, um, online, which worked out perfect because we do have, we have a ton of clients in the UK. Yeah. So, you know, and they're doing really well We, you know, some of our most successful actors right now are in the UK and in really big films, like Oscar worthy films and major parts. So it's really exciting to go to the movie theater and see one of your clients on the big screen or turn on the TV and see your clients on the TV. I, I just did to me. Cause I never had kids. So like, for me, it's like really, really exciting. When, like, just, my, when you're my you're, you're like a mama bear. I am my mama bear. To, yeah. Like I'm a mama bear to all actors because I feel like I understand I am you. I'm an actor. I'm, I'm doing something right now too, you know? And so I can't tell you or they'll kill me. Right. You, you see, that's the thing. I still think, you know, being an actor has such a deep, huge imprint on my identity. Although I do other things. It's your religion. It's exactly. It's like a spirituality thing. It is. Well, it was born out of religion. I mean, you know, it was born out of ritual. 
religion. That's where acting came from. And then at one point we were the prostitutes and then we became uh, owned by the studios and then, um, and, and then somehow owned by agents, which makes no sense. And, and, Actors no access, as I like to call it. Yeah, I hope they're not a sponsor. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> they're not. They're not. But, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like now, it's time for actors to take their power back and start standing in their value and understand that they're in charge. So that's what my three days. And it's about it's about putting you in charge, giving you the career, and like logistics. If you're stuck in co-star land, trying to get to guest star land, always recur, never series regular, have a good agent. I know you need a really great agent. And if you wish those were your problems, it's the right event for you. It's designed by actors for actors. I just wish, I just wish, um, because this is such, you know, disempowerment is a huge thing I see in actors. Mm -hmm. And I just wish actors can really stand in their power because we are such sparkling, wonderful, smart, intuitive, creative people. Most interesting people, people, the the best people. I still believe that, you know, and I could say writers are also the most interesting people. But honestly, writers have all those things going on in their head. Sometimes they don't show outside, but we do, we, we show. Actors show. Actors are always active. You know, we are, we tell stories with our bodies, with our whole being. And I think that's really, you know, and I understand why you have such a deep passion for, for actors. And I myself love actors so much. And I still say I'm an actor slash filmmaker. I don't say I'm a filmmaker slash actor. Yeah. I you think know? like a lot of times, I, oh, you're just an actor. Like that's like, oh, you're just an actor. I mean, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm just a fucking actor, asshole. Like, I'm sorry. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You are not. It makes me mad. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm an actor. You know, (laughs) hello. Did you have enough guts to do what you love to do? I did. Okay. So shut up. Right. And I've been successful at it. Right. And so, you know, and I mean, I, I've been told everything you're, you, you're, you don't belong. You're too fat. You have no resume. I mean, like I've been told it all. Right. And I'm a good damn actor and I'm very well trained and I've had amazing experiences and I have all the credits, you know, not that that's even the most important thing, because when you look back back on your acting career, you think of the I'm looking at this thing someone did for one of my birthdays. And it's like all these pictures of me from all these movies and everything I've done. And I and I um, and I'm looking at on the wall and I think, you know, you remember the people, the experience. That's what you remember anyway. You don't remember like, oh, I mean, it's nice when you're at the gym and people are like, I saw you on Glee or I saw you on American Horror Story or whatever it was, you know. And so like they go, that's cool when you get recognized or people go, you look familiar. And then, you know, it's because you've been in their house a million times, you know, on their TV. Exactly. And you have no idea. I was, I went to the launch party of the um, 45th African, uh, why did I say African-Americans, Asian-American. Um, our, uh, the 72 hour shootout, we won top five. Yeah, I saw so I was, yeah, thank you. So, you know, I was at the launch party and then someone approached me. Um, he's a, he's a, re- he writes reviews for movies. And mm-hmm. then he was like, hold on, you're the podcast girl. And I'm like, see, see, you Man, know, I know. If you are listening to this. <laughs> It is so important to be consistent. That is what she just said. I want to translate. You just said, talked about consistency and that's it. It's really, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be consistent. It just, yeah. You know, and I think here's the thing. A lot of people find it hard to be consistent or they just completely call it quits or whatnot or procrastinate is really there's the perfectionism and you know, those things that they, the perfectionism really bogs you down and they do a bazillion takes to send in a audition tape and by the time they send it in they already cast someone which happens a lot so it's really yeah, just about know, i do yeah. have a client that works a lot a lot as an actress i mean like big time a lot and she well 
she, we had a conversation the other day of like her agent starting to get on her, but she always is the last one to get the tape in and stuff. But man, she's booking, like her booking ratio is insane and really big things. Wow. But she just started going in for like leads and movies. She went in for Takiki or whatever his name is, Wahiti guy, um, who just got married to his um, girlfriend. So anyway, um, and so she just like, she, she's going in for leads and big, you know, awesome yeah. kind of movies now. So she's like, now her booking ratio has gone down, but that's what happens when you get, pushed when you get big, level, yeah. then you have to earn your place in that place. And exactly. just understand that's like part of being in business, you know, part yeah. of being in business is the roller coaster yeah. of business. Right. And understanding that you don't have to be on the roller coaster. You're just like, this is my business. I'm the product. And yes, I'm here. Yeah. But back here, I'm the business runner. And then yeah. I'm the product, Valerie yeah. actress. And then I'm the business runner of it. Right. It's a different. These are company. separate. They're separate. And you have to keep them separate because otherwise failure will just feel personal. You Any kind of setback. Just... Everything. Exactly. You have yeah. to understand that seven out of 10 times, if you're the best at what you do, you're going to hear no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, 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 I think, and you and know it what? It might not be in acting. It could, it's you know, I mean, you could get to be Meryl Streep status, and, but I'm sure she gets no from her grandkids or whoever, you know, she's getting no from someone. She's getting right? no from someone. And she yeah. lost parts, even when she was, you know, she was a star at the time already. And she lost parts. I think she lost parts to Jessica Lange. So, okay. Well, she also went, got up at the Oscar luncheon, went across the room and told Greta Gerwig she was going to put her in Little Women. Now, and you know, what's interesting is, um, of course, Greta Gerwig said, yes, why would you not be crazy? Right. right? But um, yeah, I mean, you know, you hope now she's the person that picks people, you okay. know, that she wants to work with because she want like, look at her doing Adam McKay, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, which was so good. Oh my God. Did you see that video of her just improvising? Which as one? the president in oh yeah i actually don't saw look that up. look up i mean it's it's funny it's not my favorite but it's funny and i, I think it's very well made i yeah. love adam he's he's <laughs> a, a great storyteller teller i would love yeah. to work with him oh yeah certainly yeah so what are your um what are your parting quotes to our audience not all of them are actors but i think these things are universal yeah. well you know i also have a creative business that does very well my company is very big that's why i act less than i used to because now my bus- my focus is on this business. So I have a, you know, the thing is consistency is key. That's the most important thing. And the number one thing in all business, no matter whether you're an actor or you are any kind of business is sales. If mm. you're not bringing in money in the door, you are not in business. And it just comes down to that. Yeah. Right. Yes. Be stand in the value of whatever you're offering. I really believe in my product at Actors Fast Track and what we're doing to change the way actors do business. but. You've got to, you've got to do that, but you've got to go offer it for money and put a value on it if you want to be in business. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, that's fine. But just expecting that someone's going to deliver your acting business to you or any other business, if you just market a lot or you have a lot of social media followers or whatever it is, it's not going to happen. You have to be con- con- conscious about the thing of making money. Conscious and intentional. Yes. And intentional is a good word. But and what and, you, yeah. yeah, what you pay are, attention to grows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> for, for those <laughs> of you who have not, me. And, yeah. You know, oh, listen, you guys, if you can't make the three day, just come and do the challenge because the challenge starts September 26th. It's every day. I give you an activity. It's only half an hour. It's recorded. It's sent to you, you know, and we're, we're going to be building your pitch. And so, um, you know, to sell your product. Yeah. And I just wanted to let everyone know I signed my manager through Valerie. 
So from one of those pitch event, I think that was what twenty、yeah. twenty. Jackie signed yeah, me. Yeah. Jackie signed me. Jackie signed me on election day, which was the most stressful day ever. Oh my gosh! You know? Well, that's good. You were doing something to take your mind off of it. Sometimes I was funny or do something completely different. I know,、to、and I our, remember. Our I did. I did a monologue with her and her daughter and her son, all three of them. And I said, "This is election day, and I'm, you know, just probably as you all are. I'm also stressed out, but that's exactly why I'm here, so that I can actually be of service and show you my work." And then they signed me right on the spot. So, well, they were. They would be crazy not to. You're so marketable. So,、Aww. I'm. I'm just excited to see where you go because I know it's going to be. You know, I just know it's going to be big for you. So, keep going. It's gonna take me a while, but that's why I love what I do. You know, it's difficult. Writing is difficult. Writing, I I think it's even more difficult than acting, to be honest.、Mm-hmm. The structure and everything, and but then that's also what makes it exciting. Yeah, I love challenges. So yeah, go sign up for Valerie's challenges. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. fun. I mean, you、yeah. know, I go through them with my clients.、Yeah. So then I go right in my all the not my clients, just all the actors that are involved, and then go riding into the three day. It's like it's a cathartic experience for me because I have to make a change if I expect you to make a change that's、yeah. coming along with me. Like, what is the change we're going to commit to during this event? It's about walking the talk. Yeah. So you're 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 doing it with them too, and I think yeah, that's yeah. you know exactly yeah. yeah. Yeah, We grow. what I'm willing to commit to, you know, like what is the story that I'm committing to allowing myself to do, like whatever change happens in my life, because I feel like you know change is coming. So yeah, that's true. Change、yeah. is coming. Change. Is so coming. be prepared and get on board. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you so much, Valerie. I will see you at our coaching call. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me. You're now one step closer to having the creative life and career you want. If you would like to deepen the work, go visit coaching.yiqingzhao.com to find out how to work with me. Or you can hang out with me on Instagram at yiqingzhao1222. If you would like to receive a freebie, seven questions to get you unstuck, please subscribe to my newsletter. You will love it. All right. I'll see you next time. In the meantime, take care. Happy creating. Bye.